preschoolers were killed and nearly a dozen others were injured when they were rammed by a car during an accident in Chiga Prefecture this week. Verbal abuse and threats by a teacher have been blamed for the suicide of a junior high school girl in Ibaraki. A couple of teenagers have been arrested this week for stringing a rope across a road in Osaka Prefecture and knocking a 77-year-old woman off of her motorized scooter. And we posted a quote of the day on the Japan Today website from the Daily Beast, written by American journalist, crime writer, blogger, and longtime Japan resident Jake Adelstein. What he said caused quite a stir with readers. We'll share that with you in a minute. And a social video of the Japanese Prime Minister has gone viral internationally, and this one has nothing to do with politics or scandal. We'll tell you about that Instagram moment, plus bring you Japan Today readers' comments and commentary on the news, so stick around. Hello and welcome back to Japan This Week. A quick recap of stories we've been following on the Japan Today website for May 10th, 2019. I'm Jeff Richards. Hope you had a great Golden Week vacation and the new Reiwa era is off to a fantastic start for you. Thanks for joining us and let's get right to some of our top headlines. Well, Japan's new era of Reiwa, which means beautiful harmony, began with celebrations, reminiscences, and a lot of high hopes for a new start on May the 1st. But the news so far, being the news, has not been very uplifting. On Wednesday, two preschoolers were killed and nearly a dozen others were injured after a car involved in a collision with another vehicle rammed into the toddlers who were out on a walk with their teachers in the city of Otsu in Shiga Prefecture. Of the 13 preschoolers that were hit by the car, a boy and girl both aged two were killed. The remaining children, aged two or three, all sustained injuries. Their teachers were also injured in the accident. The drivers of the two vehicles that collided at a crossing around 10 a.m., Fumiko Shintate, 52, and Michiko Shimoyama, 62, were arrested on suspicion of negligent driving resulting in death. Shintate told police she was trying to make a right turn and hit Shimoyama's car, which was coming from the opposite direction. Shimoyama's car then slammed into the children after being hit, who were waiting with their three teachers for the crosswalk signal to change. Now Shintate has admitted she wasn't paying enough attention to what was directly in front of her vehicle. Shimoyama, meanwhile, told police she cut to the left to avoid the car that turned right, but she apparently reacted too late. Now just a note here, if you're having trouble picturing this type of collision in your mind, remember that here in Japan they drive on the left-hand side of the road. Well, let's hear what Japan Today readers have to say about this tragic incident. NZ2011 says, There needs to be some changes. Bowing and saying sorry aren't going to fix this. Fine drivers for not stopping for red lights or stop signs or pedestrian crossings. You should never be able to drive over a pedestrian crossing if anyone is on any part of it. Well, that's a good point. Although, one thing I think could help immediately is stopping with this awkward practice of giving the walk signal for pedestrians at exactly the same time as the green turn signal for drivers here. I've never understood that one, and, well... Unfortunately, here we are. Ridelmo Talking comments, After this terrible tragedy, the hoikuen, that's kindergartens in Japanese, will have to implement new rules on where they can take infants for their daily outside walk. Nowhere near roads would be the safest solution. It's just not worth the risk, especially as Japan and its drivers become more elderly. 
Yeah, well, that seems obvious. Schools or their licensors should be having a very good look at where they're located in busier towns, I think. And from Vince Black. Unfortunately, when some preschoolers go out for their morning walk, the only roads they can take are heavily trafficked ones, very dangerous routes. Now two poor kids are dead and their families' lives have changed forever. Not to mention the drivers who must come to terms with what they've done. Very well said. Food for thought. What do you think about preschool teachers taking toddlers out for walks close to busy intersections or traffic? Visit the story or reach out to us at podcast.japantoday.com and let us know. Well, in national news, it didn't take long in this beautiful, harmonious Rewa era for bullying to rear its ugly head again. Verbal abuse and threats by a teacher have been blamed for the suicide of a 15-year-old junior high school girl in Takahagi, Ibaraki Prefecture. The girl killed herself at her home on April 30th. This week, it was learned that the teacher in charge of the school's table tennis club had been verbally abusive and even threatened to kill her. According to Takahagi City's Board of Education, last September, the girl wrote in a school questionnaire that school is fun but club activities are boring. In a note found at her home after her suicide, the girl wrote that she had become frustrated being in the table tennis club because the male teacher threatened to kill or punch her and her teammates. In addition, she said the teacher called the girls idiots, jabbed them on their shoulders, and threw their equipment on the floor. The girl had stopped attending club practice on March 15th. Shortly after, the Board of Education received an anonymous complaint about the teacher. He's admitted to the verbal abuse and acknowledged that he had been too tough on the girls with his coaching methods. The school admonished him and assigned another teacher to supervise his coaching classes, but that's as far as his punishment has gone, it seems. Well, Japan Today readers were not impressed. Bin Taro says, A girl is dead due to the teacher's actions and he gets a tap on the wrist. The parents should sue and sue hard, both the teacher and the school. Well, yes, it does seem like the sensible thing to do, regardless if it can be proved whether his actions were the cause of the girl's suicide. Do the Hustle, though, has a different view. It is the Japanese parents who expect and demand this kind of physical and abusive discipline of their kids. That is how they were brought up, and if their kids are failing, they want the teachers to be more strict with them. I've spent the better part of the last two decades in public and private Japanese high schools, and how the students are treated is atrocious. But it is also commended by parents. Japanese high schools are detention centers, and the homeroom teachers are the guards. Wow, that's a pretty dystopian view of things, do the hustle. True, Japanese schools control most of students' time, but I'm not sure I agree that parents want them to be disciplined so harshly. They just want them to have their time occupied productively. What do you think? Let us know at podcast at japantoday.com. Well, back in crime news, it seems like we're dealing with a lot of students this week. Two teens were arrested for stretching a rope across a road in Neyagawa, Osaka Prefecture, causing a 77-year-old woman to fall off her motorized scooter. The 16-year-old high school student said they just wanted to have fun watching a person fall. The two stretched a nylon rope 60 centimeters, which is about two feet, above the ground between an iron pole in a supermarket parking lot and a barbershop pole across a seven-meter wide road that's about 23 feet at around 2.20 a.m. on April 29th. Around 10 minutes later, the woman who delivers newspapers was knocked off her moped, breaking her leg. The two students were watching from a distance away. They were arrested after being identified through street security camera footage. 
What do Japan Today readers have to say? What do you think they have to say? Bullfighter recalls a similar experience. I once hit a wire rope stretched across a parking lot entrance while cycling at full speed. Fortunately, I hit it with my chest and not my throat or face, so I'm lucky to be alive. Even if the kids who did this had no intention of killing anyone, they are clearly callous morons. Normally, I don't favor locking up young kids, but this pair is clearly dangerous. Well, I don't know if they need to be locked up in maximum security prison, but their actions are certainly dangerous. You're certainly right there, bullfighter, and they should be held accountable. Garth Goyle recommends, Make an example out of them and spread it out through the media. Don't let them get away with a slap on the wrist. I agree, 16 is a very impressionable age. If other teens know about it from reading the news or seeing it on television, they might reconsider trying something so stupid themselves. X-Res adds, These juveniles obviously have a sadistic streak as well as personality disorders. A custodial sentence with therapy attached, I think, is appropriate. Well, thanks for the comment, X-Res. What about you? What do you think of the actions of these teenagers? Do they need to be locked up? How would you handle it? Let us know at podcast at japantoday.com. On the Japan Today site, we have a quote of the day section, which you can access from the front page. Our next story comes from the quote of the day section. Some of our listeners out there may be familiar with the name Jake Adelstein, an American journalist, crime writer, and blogger. He was a crime reporter for an English language newspaper for many years here in Tokyo, and he wrote a book about the Yakuza and other sordid aspects of Japanese society called Tokyo Vice, an American reporter on the police beat in Japan. Well worth reading if you're interested. He still contributes to various publications, including The Daily Beast, in which he wrote an opinion piece on Japan as the new Reiwa era begins. Here's a part of what he had to say. While the Japanese government relentlessly promotes the image of cool Japan and megatourism, the current reality is a country run by sociopathic Hitler-loving plutocrats with plummeting press freedom, endemic poverty, rising censorship, deliberate destruction of public records, continual death by overwork, a corrupt bureaucracy, and a medieval justice system. Despite the triple meltdown of Fukushima, the government is rushing to start nuclear power plants again with reckless abandon. Whew, that was a mouthful in more ways than one. Well, we posted this up as our quote of the day, and it generated a lot of response. Here is what Japan Today readers had to say about Jake. From Cricky sums it up nicely. Old Man 13 responds, Your typical bitter expat. Loosen up a wee bit, Jake. Thunderbird 2 isn't impressed either. I've never heard of Jake Adelstein, but he sounds like a self-promoting numpty who has a seriously big axe to grind. Yes, Japan has problems, but so does his own country. Some journos are all writing about sensational stuff like this just to keep their name out there and not be swallowed by the rest of the hacks writing in their daily rags. Opinion pieces are just that, an opinion. They don't rely on facts, but on the writer's own views and prejudices. If someone has a bad day, they vent their spleen. This bloke seems to have had a really bad day. And finally, Sourpuss remarks, you can't disagree with each of the individual items on Adelstein's list above. You must realize, however, that in presenting the items as he's done in a long list of grievances, it creates an emotional reaction in the reader. I've read Tokyo Vice and a number of Adelstein's articles, and I've always thought what he writes while enjoyable reading needs to be taken with a grain of salt exactly because of how he writes. 
All very good points. We have the quote and a link to the article in question for context. Why don't you check it out for yourself and then weigh in? Well, our final story comes from the politics section, though it may not be that political. Since we've just come out of that 10-day Golden Week holiday period, most people tend to get away and spend some of their time off doing odd jobs around the house. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is no exception. A video of Abe installing a Canadian door knocker at his country home has gone viral this week. The seven-second clip originally posted on the Prime Minister's official Instagram account on May 2nd, but made popular by a Wall Street Journal writer, shows Abe installing a beaver-shaped door knocker on the front door of one of his residences, followed by his wife Akie Abe gleefully giving the beaver a few knocks herself. The depiction of such a simple pleasure in life caught the attention of many, with the video racking up about two and a half million views. One commenter said, this is going to be a Netflix series, isn't it? And that actually might be interesting, wouldn't it? Prime ministers and presidents at home or something like that? Another saw symbolism in Abe's connection with the name of the new era, Rewa, which means beautiful harmony. The Japanese Prime Minister establishes a beaver knocker and the Japanese Prime Minister's wife uses it. Beautiful harmony. Meanwhile, Japan Today reader Mr. Know-It-All thought Abe did pretty well. It was a bit scary, though, watching the hammer slip off the head of the nail on Abe's first swing. Ooh, red-green here. Fox Sora Winters liked it. Well, you don't see that every day, and I think that's what I like the most about it. Sure, it might not be the right tools for the job, and it may be a little wonky, but that's half the fun of DIY, isn't it? It makes a nice change to see a world leader getting their hands dirty without that involving corruption, despotism, or genocide. Point well made. Check out a link to the video on the Japan Today website and get your fill of a candid Shinzo Abe at home and some DIY tips as well. And that was a quick recap of the news, the first of the Reiwa era for us from Japan this week for this Friday, May 10th, 2019. Thanks to the Japan Today editors, as always, for curating this week's stories. And thanks to you, all of our listeners, for continuing to tune in and coming back after the long golden week. You can find links to all the news mentioned in this podcast in the show notes. And since the news from Japan never stops, you can and you should visit the Japan Today website anytime at japantoday.com. If you always have your nose in your phone, you can follow us on Twitter at at JapanToday for all the breaking stories. Or once you've finished looking at Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's viral do-it-yourself video on Instagram, why not hop over to our channel at JapanTodayNews. One thing, it really helps the show if you leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, so lend us a hand, won't you? From the Japan Today newsroom at G Plus Media in Tokyo, I'm Jeff Richards, and join us again next week with a quick recap of Japan's biggest and smallest stories. Sayonara, folks.